Coming up on TMS, he was only a sub-dentist. I don't like pulling teeth. Mavis Beacon teaches golf. Lower high school poopy. <laughs> Super soldier butt plug. Hey, can I pop in here and be a little thing? They're all plastic and stupid. Bionicize yourself. Ship it with liquid. Slippery little booger remote. 23-hour fitness. Nobody says SNES. Stub sack. British actors and people. Ducking trackers with Tom. Exploding cows with Randy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I smoked weed one time. It f***ed me up so bad I couldn't even stand up, couldn't even walk. I like I was drunk. I fell on my head like to hurt my balls. It was bad. The Morning Stream. My bum hole hurts. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian Ibbett. Hi, Scott. And hello, Tadpool and all the ships at sea. Yeah, we hope you're all doing well. Uh, today, our job is uh, clear and present. Our job is to distract you and have some fun here uh, today. So uh, we're not going to be one of those shows where everybody feels like they have to uh, go deep and address the hideousness that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, uh, you know, we'll, we, of course, that needs to be dealt with, obviously. But we are going to try our best to just be a fun place for you to be today. You know, exactly, exactly. Park That's your brains, plan. have some fun with friends. You know, we're all in this together, and we're all pals here. So, so welcome. Sit back, relax, enjoy yourselves, and and uh, take your mind off the day's woes for just a little bit, if you can. For sure. Yeah. Uh, there we go. That's a good way to. That's a good way to go. Here's the deal. Speaking of going, you know, I went to the dentist yesterday, and that's why there was no show. Okay, we made mm-hmm. this uh, right. clear ahead of time that we would have no show on Tuesday because I had oral surgery, mm. which is mm. a fancy way of saying take my tooth out. <laughs> right. Um, extraction. Extraction. Exactly. Uh, not the cool one with uh, uh, the uh, uh, with Thor on the Netflix channel. There. Not that extraction. <laughs> not that one. No. Uh-uh. Which I really enjoyed. I don't know if I've mentioned how much. For I some like reason, that. I was thinking, is that the one with Natalie Portman? But it's with uh, it's, it's the uh, what is that one called? That was like. Oh yeah, she had her own thing. Um, Didn't she have something that was similar to extraction? But it was wasn't oh, called extraction. You're thinking uh, of you're thinking of her uh, sci-fi yes. movie. Annihilation. Annihilation. Yes. Annihilation. That movie's awesome. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, I love Um, Annihilation. Let's let's start doing better at naming movies though, so that they're memorable. Yeah. Let's have some memorable names. Exactly. It just doesn't help anybody. I want to see that dude's new movie because it's got that uh, that girl from season four of Fargo in it. Um, She's really interesting. She's Irish. I can't think of her name, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, Back to the point. Supposed to go to the dentist. All right. All right. It was going to happen at the crack of eight. They were supposed to have me there for a couple of hours and, uh, you know, it was going to kill TMS. So whatever. We knew this. Right. Right. I've been dreading it. Didn't really want to go. And I got in there and things went differently than we expected. Here's what happened. Okay. I sit down with my dentist. Is my normal dentist guy I've known for 20 years. Uh, Dr. Matthews. Great guy. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, a normal dentist guy. As normal said. dentist guy, right? Exactly. If he's sure, if there's sure. ever a dentist who's a guy in normal, uh, there's your guy. Uh, anyway, what's interesting about him though is usually when I see him, he's super tan and um, in like ripped shape. And really? I really okay. I, so, right. but when I saw him this time, he looked like a normal guy, and I don't know what happened there. 
Anyway, huh. maybe the pandemic happened there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> anyway, so we get there, and I haven't seen him in a little bit because he's also got now got like an office with like two or three other sort of sub dentists working there as well. Now things have grown quite well for him. Mm-hmm. And the guy who gave me uh, the diagnosis last time I was in there that yeah, you got to have this cavity fixed. This old this silver filling from high school has got to come out, and then also we're going to extract that tooth. Uh, or basically gave me an option. You want to crown it or extract it? And I had to make a choice. Uh, the choice was extraction for a bunch of reasons. But anyway, so I get in there. And it's not the guy who diagnosed it. It's my regular doctor, Matthews. And he looks at my mouth for a minute and he goes, hmm. And he pulls up my my stuff, my x-rays and junk from sure, last time. Yeah. And he's like zooming in, looking real close and going, yeah, I don't think we're taking that tooth. I said, well, Wayne, that's <laughs> the whole reason I'm here today. What do we want? Really? Right, yeah. He goes, yeah, I don't think, um, I mean, if you told me you wanted to do this today and absolutely were determined, I would say, okay, fine, we'll do what you want to do, but it doesn't really need to go. And I said, well, he didn't he say it had like a cavity or something? He says, well, here's the problem. You get like a chip in it that could lead to one with a bunch of activity, but the activity means that it would be biting on the whatever's below. And because this is an old wisdom tooth that has no tooth below it, it doesn't touch anything. It just sort of is there and hangs out. Okay. It doesn't chew. It doesn't doesn't take part in the it's, work of chewing. It's a uh, non. It's an, an NPC. A non. Yes. It's <laughs> like a non playable it tooth. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay. It's a it's a prop in my head that just does nothing. And he says, <laughs> "See, he says here's the problem. Taking it out is no big deal. It doesn't really change things. But if you ever had a problem with the tooth next to it." It would be nice if we had an anchor point somewhere for an inlay because inlays are better than other options. So I'd rather be able to just have something there to connect it to if we ever got there. And it says right now that tooth is fine and 100% good, but I'm just future proof in here. And he goes, I've been doing this long enough where I've seen situations like this where we extract a tooth and then later go, ah, crap, we should have left that bone there because now we can take care of this thing next to it easier or less painfully or less invasively or whatever. And he said, yeah, there's just really no reason to be taking that out. And I said, well, I'm not going to say no, but it's a little weird. <laughs> you guys like are switching gears here on me. I've been dreading this yeah, for a month. There'll be one thing and then, right, yeah. Yeah, so I was a little bit, you know, weirded out that way. And he goes, no, I understand. It's just, you know, and 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 he's, you know, the, he, basically he said that the other dentist is newer and wouldn't have thought of this without saying that. He he was like, well, no, Dr. So-and-so was correct in his assumption about the but but uh, he's, you know, he just hasn't seen a couple of the cases I've seen where this would be. And I'm like, fine, dude, leave it. Great. Let's, let's leave it. So he focused entirely on this lower old high school filling that went poopy, put a new one in it. Uh, that's it. It's all good. So all my worries about yesterday being like all gnarly and having a giant thing taken out. For not or, or put to rest. Yeah, huh. it's for not. I, I freaked out for nothing. You know, it uh, man. It just feels like. Doesn't it feel like oh maybe there's another shoe that's going to drop at some point? Like, <laughs> like yes. Uh, you know we kind of made a mistake when we said we shouldn't have taken this one out. Uh, Brian and I have a lot of things in common. One of them is <laughs> den- dentistry. We hate it. We don't like hate it. One hundred percent. Like. Yeah, we don't like going. We don't like talking to those people. We don't like having the work done. We don't like paying for it. We don't like anything about this process. Dentistry right. can go pound sand. It's right. important. We all need it. I get it. But freaking f it, right? We don't like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. It does if feel I like just, I could just 3D print my mouth. Right now, <laughs> I would totally do. Don't you feel like there's a future? There's a yeah. future at some really point is. where you're I doing that. Why do you that. think I've been stocking up on 3D printers this whole time? It's because I know that at some point. 
I'll just be able to download uh, Brian's Body Parts 2.0 from Thingiverse. Yeah. Uh, print them in some nice uh, translucent resin yeah. and uh, and just, uh, you know, bionicize myself. Yeah. And like, you know, I like the idea that Brian's teeth are part of Thingiverse, but everyone has access to Brian's teeth. I like that. <laughs> I think it'd just be general teeth, and you just like, oh, I'll print this at 112 percent scale to fit my own mouth. Ah, I see. You'd have to, yeah. So, and basically, that's what he does now with crowns. They do milling there. You can have the yeah, kind yeah. sent out for, you know, like Carter's getting a gold one. She's having it done at a lab, but but if you want, you can do it there, and they'll just they 3D print it for you while you're waiting. Mm-hmm. And then they come in yeah. the room and pop it on your thing. So I don't think it's that far off doing this no, at home no, i'm ready for it there's something there uh it's gonna be my new my new project yeah look at, look for my new designs on etsy did i tell you i, I decided to open an etsy store no um no this yeah is great. so many people liked the um that little lightsaber crystal holder thing yeah. that i made yeah that i'm like you know what let's put this on etsy and uh, you know because it's up there with well i don't know maybe two thousand other uh <laughs> lightsaber crystal holders yeah but uh, yeah, so they have up on Etsy now Coverville. That's actually what I did that that um, transparent Coverville logo thing that I did. Oh yeah, that's right. Etsy.com slash is it Etsy.com slash Coverville? Coverville 3D, I believe. Coverville 3D. Did someone take Coverville? Is that what happened? No, I just I just wanted to differentiate it between Coverville the podcast oh. and Coverville the the uh, freelance company, and so I just call it Coverville 3D. Oh, weird. 3D is not coming up. Is there a dash or anything? Uh, let's see here. Here we go. You got to do Etsy. I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> the Coverville.Etsy or Coverville 3D.Etsy? Coverville, let's see if this works because I'm. It's. Nope. Let's. Uh, how do you get to the actual page? Is it shops? Maybe it's shops. Etsy.com slash shops oh. Coverville 3D. Okay, I did. Nope. And also, I just found out if you type Coverville3D.etsy.com, it will resolve to the shops thing. Oh, so. there we go. That's yeah. even better. That there is good. Coverville oh, there it 3D. is. Yeah. yeah, you can there. see all the the massive amounts of stuff that I have there, uh, which is one one project. The first thing they say is, hey, trying to have five projects up on Etsy because it'll really help your exposure. So, um, my, my, uh, my, whoa, super soldier, uh, super soldier butt plug thing. That'll probably be going up there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be, you got to have special instructions ooh, with that is, one. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, maybe if I put a light behind it, but there's like, Ooh, what do you got in there? You see it? Yeah. There's a little there's bit of something some, in there. I got a floater. Little, <laughs> little schmutz in there. Yeah. You yeah. got floaters. Oh boy! I that is, yeah, I don't either. Some uh, intergalactic butt plug has floaters. I won't. I won't ship it with liquid in it. That seems like it's just asking for trouble. But that one, oh, that one, I probably just won't ship at all because sure. what the heck is that? So let's see. You got the gray, white, black, primed gunmetal, transparent red. Which of these choices do you pref- do you think looks the sharpest, the coolest? What do you like the most, color wise? Um. Oh, as far as the oh, well, here's the thing. So I printed. I actually did print one in transparent or translucent red. Yeah. And if somebody is saying to themselves, you know what I'd like to do is make it look like the lava on Mustafa, like having the cracking lava. So basically, Ooh. keep it, keep keep it, uh, keep the little uh, holes on top transparent. Yeah. And then crackle black paint the rest of it so that the red comes through with the light because it will it'll come through and it'll look like uh, lava um, 
That one I think is pretty damn cool. But, but this uh, does not include the crystals, correct? No crystals. It does not include the crystals. You must supply your own crystals. You must go buy those at uh, Disneyland for whatever they are, 30 bucks each or however much they yeah, are. But, yeah, uh, that's an important yeah. important part of this, everybody. Just remember that. Those crystals, you got to have that shit. And then once you've yeah. got those, Brian's awesome little thing here is cool. So, yeah, this yeah. is great, dude. I think this is awesome. You're doing enough 3D printing stuff. I think you... I don't know. I can see this expanding. Yeah, I mean, cool. it's, it's basically being able to design stuff, right? It's um, what I want to do is start making kind of like the the prop stuff that uh, Bill does, but more more like, all right, we haven't seen um, a fantastic car, the old uh, bathtub looking Fantastic mm-hmm. Four fantastic car mm-hmm. uh, in the movies yet. So let's. Uh, you know, let's do one of those that people can download and print, or I'll print them and sell, send them to people, and they do can you, paint do, them. Do you think they like even that. dare put that in the movie? Do you think that even is not a the thing? one, not the one, not the one that just looks like a uh, floating rotunda? Not the oh, you know I can't the do it. Yeah, if they did that, it would just be like that'd be a bad yeah. idea unless they want it. Was a, it was a know. silly idea even in nineteen seventy whatever when we or sixty whatever when we first saw it. Right, it was like. Wow, it's not aerodynamic at all. It is just basically an oval with walls, <laughs> yeah. and they just stand in it. Yeah, that's gnarly, man. Reed's a Reed's a great, uh, you know, he's a great inventor. He's not a designer. No, uh, nobody wants the Richards original freaking bathtub looking ass freaking car bullcrap. I think exactly. Was bad. exactly. Uh, all right, I got a. Oh, the only other thing I would say: True Grit is a good movie to have on while you're having dental work done. I know that's going to sound weird. I don't know. Uh, I I, I thought the same thing. I was thinking grit, and I went, oh, I don't like grit. But then I put on true grit. We're talking the Coen Brothers 2 grit. Don't care about the old one so much. But I love the new one. I think it's amazing. One of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. It's so good. And uh, I'm hoping to have some clam chowder this weekend and get some true grit. Oh, you will get some true grit with real. If you're getting the real East Coast clam chowder. I'm getting some real East Coast clam chowder. They so think sand belongs good. in there, those people. I don't know. What's wrong with them? <laughs> so bad. I hate it. And the, the <laughs> stuff I had down at the wharf in uh, San Francisco, just a crunchy, horrible nightmare. I can't believe I did that. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing I was going to say is I asked the dentist because I meant to do this forever ago and I finally remembered to do it. And I didn't do this on laughing gas or... I'm not stoned yeah. here at the at the appointment. <laughs> oh, I said, so they had this big TV and they got a selection of every movie ever and Netflix and all the services. You can do whatever you want there. And um, they give you the remote, a good remote, not the piece of crap garbage poo remote from mm-hmm. from Apple's last generation of remotes, the slippery little booger one. Yeah, no, um, yeah exactly. Anyway, they, they give you that remote and they let yeah, you do whatever you want. And I turn to him and I say... I got the blocker in my mouth, and I'm like, I gotta ask you a question. And he goes, here, let me pull that out. He pulls it out, and he goes, what, what's your question? I said, has anybody ever sat down here and watched, uh, uh, what's the name of the movie? I just forgot it. Oh, um, uh, uh, what's it called? The, the Tom Hanks movie where he gets stranded on the island. Oh, uh, Castaway. Castaway, jeez. I said, has anybody ever sat down and fired up Castaway? And he goes, oh, because the, the, he uses the skate to knock his tooth out in the middle of it? And I said, yeah. Like, would that ever be a thing? He goes, you know what? I don't think in my entire 20 years, or at least the many years we've had TV options in here, I don't think anyone's ever watched Castaway. (laughs) I wonder how far, like, you have to be in that chair for like two and a half hours before you get even get to that scene, right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. Well, in some, like, had I done, uh, had I done a crown, um, it would have taken 
I could have seen that whole movie plus something really? else. You could have yeah. seen okay. All but right. that's just yeah, what about Little Shop of Horrors, maybe? Has yeah. anyone ever but, watched that one? Or uh, Exactly. Anything to do with like bad Marathon Man. Marathon yeah. Man. Oh Is it safe? Is it safe? Oh my gosh. That movie <laughs> traumatized me as a kid. Oh uh, messed yeah. me the F up. Also, speaking of which, did you know yeah. uh so that movie's got Dustin Hoffman, right? Uh it does have Dustin Hoffman. It does. <laughs> Now, uh, that isn't the ex- exciting part. The exciting part is, I didn't know this, but in the scene where Vader comes in with the ball with all the shot, with all the needles on it to interrogate Leia in Star Wars Episode Four, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dustin Hoffman's one of the guards. He was what? just He was just hanging around on set. He's not a stormtrooper. He's, there's no helmet, so you can isn't see him. Isn't he a little short for a stormtrooper? He's a little short for an anything, Brian, that guy. But I'm telling you, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I, somebody pointed it out on somewhere. I don't remember where I saw it. And I went to go verify. I looked at the actual episode on Disney Plus in 4K. And I was like looking really close. Sure enough, freaking Dustin Hoffman standing there in, a, in the thing. And I guess it was because he was a huge fan of George Lucas and really liked, um, uh, what's the car one? The, the 50s one? Uh, yeah, the uh, American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Yeah. He loved that. Yeah. And so he was like, well, just hanging around How the set. Richard Dreyfuss. <laughs> Hanging around the set and thought, you know what? Can I just pop in here and be a little thing? And Lucas is like, yeah, whatever. Go yeah. ahead. Cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Next time you see that scene, check him out. He's over I'm, gonna look, I'm totally going to look for it. Today, by the way, May 25th, today is uh, Star Wars Day, observed, right? Because this is the day in 1977 that the movie came out, May 25th. Yeah, we should celebrate. We're celebrating today. I don't know about the rest of the world. We're celebrating we're today. I, I, with all the t-shirts that I have, all the Star Wars t-shirts, you'd think I would have grabbed a Star Wars t-shirt, but I didn't think about it. So, Well, I'm now I'm going to, to wait to celebrate. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... Uh, maybe eight clips that are oh. uh, some of them are too long, but this, these are my Star Wars clips. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. Here's number one. This is Van saying Star Wars. Can you say Star Wars? Star Wars. All right. There's that. It's pretty cute. <laughs> Can't wait to see him. He's still pretty sick. Uh, Star Wars toys. Oh, let's see. It's Darth Vader. Watch out. Okay. There's that. That's one. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Here's another one. Okay, that's weird. The name of that file that's is Star Wars? The name of that file is not quite Star Wars quality audio. Oh, I don't know what that gotcha. is. Okay, I was gonna say that that one uh I don't remember any beeping. No, that's news <laughs> to me. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Alright, here's another one. Have you ever heard of Evil Knievel? Oh, I never saw Star Wars. Okay, never saw Star Wars. <laughs> okay, good. Here's one. Have you even seen Star Wars? Okay, that's a good one. Sounds like good. Is that Owen Wilson? Have you even seen Star Wars? I think that's Owen Wilson. Ooh, sounds sounds too young and high voiced to be Owen Wilson, but maybe it's a an older old one. Owen yeah. Wilson movie. Twenty sixteen, I captured that. All right, and then here's one. Oh no, that's three hours long. We're not playing that. Uh, how about this one? Oh, a third. <laughs> that's the entire movie Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> here's your here's your third eagle uh, Star Wars reference. I mean, this could almost be a scene out of Star Wars. Yeah, they it's sure could. Star be. Wars. Star Wars. I haven't even checked in on the, checked in on that guy in a while. I hope I he's still. Hope he's still third eagling. He's probably with us still, right? Probably sure. still. Oh yeah. You know. Well, doing his thing. you know what? Maybe I don't know. I'm looking it up. Um, I mean, he's a million years old. Let's see here. <laughs> nope, he's here. He was uh, streamed okay. twenty minutes right. ago. So okay, good. Which well, uh, I don't even want to know. You don't. I, I don't pretend know. I didn't ask. Yeah. yeah. 
He's also uh, a whole bunch of bullshit as usual. Anyway, yes. So uh, I, I lifted yesterday. Do you even lift, bro? Oh, right. You uh, went you lifting the dentist, in the morning. I decided to lift because, yeah, I was hoping that there would be, uh, maybe there'd be a good story here. Not really. It was a pretty uneventful uh, morning of lifting. It only took like six or seven rides, but one of them was like 45 minutes long. One end of town all the way down to the other. Actually, two of them were longer rides. One of them was a long time to get to it. It was about a... Uh, like a 20 mile drive to go pick up somebody yeah. and take them one mile to their destination. Oh, wow. Their destination, 24 hour fitness. Oh, geez. <laughs> really? Like, you know, you could maybe do 23 and a half hour fitness and just walk there. I don't know. Count it as, count it as your, your warm up exercise. Yeah. I don't know why you would not. Especially the weather's nice right now, right? You right, just... it's, it's relatively nice. I mean, certainly she could have uh, she could have had a light jacket on and been just fine walking to Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Maybe she was looking for a um, hot driver dude to hang out with. For maybe a bit. yeah. I mm. took a I took a kid to school. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he was wearing big fuzzy Chuck E. Cheese ears and watched anime on his phone the whole time. Awesome. Go, you go, kid. You go. You exactly. You, you be do you. you. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it was it's funny to be the Lyft driver. In line at the school, doing the drop off with all of the parents. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful at our age. People look at you, going, "What are you doing at school over here?" Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. like you got a kid in here. No, okay, buddy, we got you on a list. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, that's good. You had so, a yeah, fun time. Yeah. Uh, well, good. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, was I thinking? I was thinking of something about you lifting yesterday and forgot what it was. Uh, I'll mm. think of it later. Yeah, it was an uneventful lift day, which is fine. I, you know, I'd love a little story to be able to tell people, but uh, yeah, sometimes life doesn't give you that, and it's okay. You know? And it's okay. Yeah. Yes, we're not going to sure you go uh, log yourself into the old uh, oh the old uh, feud, you know, yeah, the old feud. Damn it! I forgot I was not in there yet. That only takes a second nowadays because it's so much better than it used to be. There it is. Okay, now we're in. Uh, well, I think we probably ought to get Dunaway involved somehow, and by doing that, we just play this. Get a guy who says, I'm OCD as heck. Please go back to the other music because I'm not used to this change. It's freaking me out. <laughs> uh, you'll get used to it, just like everything else here. Uh, hello. Hey, Brian Dunaway. What's going on? Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. How hi. are you guys? Good, man. We're good. Good. How are you? Yes, Wednesday, my dudes. Yeah, my yes. dude. Hump day. Hump day. Hump uh, day. I feel like I just talked to you. Time just to, I did. Uh, yeah, you, what's that now? I feel like I just talked to this because we did last night. <laughs> you oh, yeah, were... we did. We, we, played, we played some play retro. We talked about punch out. Yeah. You know what? I have to actually thank you because um, this is going to sound weird maybe, but I was having so much fun on that show with you. Yeah. That I hadn't heard the horrible news yet, so when I when yeah. the show ended is when I heard it, and yeah. prior to that everybody else seemed to know about it, but but us, and I even in the chat people were like, oh, did you see the news? Something something. I'm like not really paying attention. So for a blissful you know hour and a half, I was just completely focused yep. on retro games. Me it too. Was it was an amazing episode, and I was the same way. I got off right afterwards, and I was like, oh man, yep. no, come on. But yeah, it was it was a great episode, too. It was fun. It was. It was so much fun. We had a great time. Uh, glad we did. Yeah, we did. We're also going to take your call today, everybody. If you want to be involved in the mm-hmm. feud today, and you want to be our contestant, uh, you have to call in. In fact, we got a caller oh, right now. Let's find out who want, this is. You're going to want these prizes, people. Oh, I guarantee it. Uh, hi, who's this? 
It's Guacmar. Guacmar. Guacmar! Always good to hear from Guacmar. Makes me want guac. Extra guac mm. in my day. Mm-hmm. Mar guac! That's mar guac. Uh, hey, it's good to have you here, uh, Guacmar. You probably know the rules, but I'm going to let Brian explain it anyway for everyone at home and the prizes you could win. Yeah, it's time to play the tadpole feud! I've uh, surveyed the tadpole on some really topics. I'm just about out of topics from this current batch. So, uh, really, look for a new survey going up uh, today. Uh, got everything just about ready to go. So, new survey going up today. This is really the last one, second to last one I can pull from that survey. Um, Scott and Brian have to predict the answers that you guys gave us as tadpoolers, and it's their job to see how many of those answers they can guess. Now, Guacamole, your job, as you know, is more important than ever because you're going to be working with either Scott or Brian. And if your team wins, you get a prize package. Oh, that includes Satisfactory and PGA Tour 2K21. Wow. I was just talking That's about this game yesterday. Games. I was talking about this game with Brian last night on Play Retro. Mm-hmm. I love that golf game. It's amazing. Yeah. And I can play it all day. I do have to turn the commentary off because their color commentary guy is an idiot. But other than that, it's totally fine. He just says things like, the main guy's like, oh, we got a nice one. This is going to be on the fairway. Very nice, very nice. And the other guy always goes, yeah, that's what you call a golf ball uh, being on the fairway there, Bill. It's like, you no, know, we know. We know what it is. Anyway, you can turn all that off. to holy moly. Exactly, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if only you could have Rob Riggle and... Uh, and the other guy. I oh would gosh. love that. That you would be amazing. You still have not seen an episode of that, have no, you? No, but I know it's going to be great when I find one it. episode. All you I know, want you to do, Scott, is just watch one episode. You know just one. Doing a dog show. Yeah, you don't look. I you don't ask much, Brian. So I should just do it. Also, Satisfactory, right. one of the great freaking oh, games ever. This. You're going to love it. It's good. Why am I not keeping this for myself? I love this kind of stuff. What just Satisfactory? Open world factory building game with oh, dude. Oh, dude. It's combat? so good. It's so good. I need to send you a copy of Satisfactory, but let me know. Oh, I'll, I'll get you hooked you up. Got, you got oh. hook him up. Hook him up. It's amazing, Brian. You'd love that game. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've got a Windows machine right here that I can play it on. Windows to- machine totally right here. Totally play it on Windows. Yeah. It'll be on consoles I coming admit, at some I have point. not played a golf game on the computer since probably the late nineties. Oh my gosh, oh, dude! Good. It's good. it's so good. It's like was that. Was yeah. that Mavis Beacon teaches golf? <laughs> no, it was, it was some other golf game that came with the gateway computers. Oh, it's probably... Uh, Ooh, big brown uh, box. Those old Lynx uh, 3000. Cow, the cow pattern, the Holstein cow yeah. pattern. On yeah, it. those yeah. were the days. Yeah. Anyway, you're getting... The, this is a hell of a package today. It's really well, good. You're getting it. He's getting it deal. only if you guys win it for him. That's so true. it's really up to you guys. Okay. It's only up to you guys. So... Uh, this is a good one for you guys, especially with uh, Play Retro. Uh, please put your hands upon your buzzers. Oh, uh, this I think there. might be this <laughs> might be the smallest number of passes I've ever seen. Out of 594 oh. tadpoolers, only six people could not come up with an answer, and I'm amazed that wow. there were even that many. That is yeah. amazing. Um, all right, we asked the tadpole. 594 of them responded. What was your first gaming console? Scott. The Atari 2600. Show me the old Atari 2600. Number two. Ooh, number oh, two. Jesus. One answer will beat it. That was good, Scott, but I think you went a little older in the tadpole. I'm going to go with the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. The NES. Show me the NES. Damn it. It's going to be number one. Damn it. Number one answer only by eight people, like eight mm. people difference yeah. in between the 2600 and the NES. So 
Damn it. Uh, that means, Brian, you and Guacmar have control Guacamole. of the board. I actually feel pretty good about Add. your chances here, Guacmar. You're going to do good with Brian. I, I know what answer I gave. Yeah. So, yeah, you, uh, you can do that. Let's do yours, Guacmar. Let's do yours, Guac. Yeah, yeah. what is it? I, I had the Intellivision because I remember also sending uh, Brian something about the B-52 uh, bomber. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that me, thing. That scared That's... me when I was young. Oh, that controller was a nightmare, <laughs> that thing. What a piece of crap. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's a decent answer. All right. Yeah, all right. Show me the uh, Mattel in television uh, with George Plimpton telling you how much better it is than the Atari 2600. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, number nice. seven on the board. That's good, a good points. Point. Yeah, yep. good points. Well, Guac, do you have another one? I have. I have one. If not, well, I mean, we can go down the line of the Nintendo line. So go with Super NES, and then and that's what yeah, I say. Super Let's NES. do it that way. Do the Super NES. The SNES. Yeah, the sure. SNES. No, the SNES. don't say it like. Look, that. I got so much heat for calling it SNES the other day from a guy who says oh, I've really? never called it that. I've never once said that. No one says that. I'm like, yeah, everybody <laughs> says that. <laughs> All right, show me the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, there you go. Number three. Number three. Yes. We're gonna go for the. We're gonna go online. Then we're just gonna go with the uh, Nintendo sixty four. That's where I would go next. Okay. We're going for the N sixty four. All right, show me the N sixty four. I get bonus points if I say what it's originally called. No. Ultra 64. Oh, wow. That's very (laughs) impressive. Uh, Show me Nintendo 64. Six foot four. Yep. Number five. Damn. So the next one would be GameCube. Yeah, you're going to do GameCube? Right. Mm. Going to do the GameCube? All right, let's go with the GameCube. Things get a little scary there. Mm -hmm. Show me the Nintendo little square purple and gray box. No, number 16 on the list. Uh, I think if you if the GameCube was your first gaming console, you might not ever do any gaming anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't be talking smack I'm about kidding, Brian Dunaway's favorite gaming console of all time. I love really? love yeah, that love console. It. I was a huge yeah. fan of the GameCube. Um, all right, let's go. You should listen to play retro, and you would already know that. But to put it in a in an like in your wall your wall oh. entertainment system unit because yeah. it oh. had to be on top. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these Wait. do have to be on top, but. That it's like the right. it's the PS it's the PS5 of its time in terms of awkward size. It's just really yeah. it was yeah. a weird but, shape. Yes. But see yeah. the thing is, I, never I was one. fine with it because the the GameCube had a handle, so I didn't feel like it was supposed to sit. Mm. It's supposed to be all always oh, ready. And you just go. always carrying it around and always hooking it up. What a pain! Yeah. The, oh, it's even worse. It was like luggage for him. Took it everywhere. He yeah. went. All right, all I'm right, going Scott, with. Uh, got, let's get a little that. Sega love on here. I'm going to put. I'm going to say the Genesis to Genesis. Sure. All right. Show me the Genesis. Genesis. Nice Ooh. nine. Number How nine. How is that so low? List. I'll take the points, but that's surprisingly yeah. low. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Four answers still on the board. All uh, almost all the even numbers. Two is the only even number that's been taken. But four, six, eight, and ten. Um, how about? Uh, oh gosh. Uh, first consoles. I assume handhelds are in this list. Can they be? I guess it's, I'll, it's, like, the, it's the tadpole. Uh, you guess, know, just whatever. Okay. I'll tell you that the question was, "What was your first gaming console?" And I'll tell you that the tadpole answered those that question. Okay. So fair enough. That is the <laughs> fair enough. I'll say Game Boy just to see how it goes here. All right. Okay. Show me the Nintendo Game Boy. 
Oh, oh look at those points. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Okay. Bad. Scott's winning by five points right now, and there are uh, there's still 18 points on the board. All right. If the Game Boy is that low, I think I'm done with handhelds. Um, oh, geez. Let's go with the PlayStation 1. I know there's okay. enough young yeah, folk yeah. in our, you know, youngish folk in our rooms here. Good one. That's a good sure. one. Yeah. Sure. The Sony PlayStation non-numeric original flavor. Yeah. Mm. Number there four. Number four. Okay. okay. Don't worry, Glockmar. If we run the board, you still win. That's I think true, we actually. can do it. Yeah, that, yeah. If that's true. Um, well, I mean, that means, you know, Scott would still have to not miss these next two because then you'll get a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good chance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I F but this mathematically, up. mathematically, we're eliminated, I think, right? Or we yeah. still. Well, at the oh, moment. No, no, you're totally not. No. If you okay. get. Uh, yeah, you have to. Good. You would have to get both of these. Actually, technically, if you get both of these, you win because you okay. clear the, run the board. So right. but, yeah, yeah. Uh, to get enough bad. points, you'd have to get both of those. So. Right, right. For me to win personally, Brian, to be able to have bragging yeah, rights. To be able to have bragging right. rights, you would have to get answers six and eight. They right. called them the bragging dragon in high school. All right, let's see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the, uh, uh, I'll say PlayStation 2. Yeah. Right. Some Somebody probably. Uh, some, <laughs> show me. <laughs> <laughs> Show me the PS2. No, with its cute little rotating uh, PlayStation logo. Isn't that the one that you could do vertically or horizontally in the PlayStation 2 logo? You could yeah. rotate. Yeah, it had yeah, the. Yeah. I don't know if you could pull it out, but you could definitely turn it, and then it had that it. weird sand, uh, stand that came with it. Like yes. if anything, the PS4. Um, well, I guess all of them kind of had a vertical method, but the new one, the PS5, yeah. is the most PS2-ish in its design. When it, it comes to it that. Is, yeah. By the way, PlayStation PS2. 2 is uh, number 14 on the list, by the way. Yeah. Oh, not bad, not bad. When you lay what, was the... that, what was that, Glockmar? I actually own two PS2s. One of them was my wife, and the other one was mine when, when we married. Oh, we just oh well. nice. Dueling PlayStations. They're, I love it. Or, yeah, they're in the are, they the, are they the Slims <laughs> or the Fat Boys? They're the Fat Boys. <laughs> yeah. As you say, PlayStation 2 didn't have... The slimmest fat, fat, right? That oh, was they the did. They had a slim. Three or four oh, they that did. did the no, two. they they've all had a slim, including one. Well, the PS One okay. had one. Oh, and did the, it really? Okay. The two, the yeah. PS Two Slim might be the best design they ever did. It was really great. So compact, buying a PS2 tight. When they first came out, yeah, and then reselling it back for about like four hundred dollars more than I bought it for. Yeah, you can. Like, yeah, yeah. The Slims are rad, and they're like almost solid state. They're so like, uh, yeah, just rugged. They're, they're, they're awesome. Metally. Yeah. They're really chunky, good. yeah. The one, that, the one I really hated, though, Slims usually are pretty good on every uh, console, except for that stupid one with the sliding door for the PS3. Do you remember that stupid oh, that, thing? that was bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. PS3 Slims Light was bad. Oh, oh, yes. Gross. PS3 is not our guest. Yeah. yeah. What were they thinking, right. dumbasses? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Gross. All right. Two okay, answers so, left, number six and number eight. So the question is, Guacamar, are, are, are we going to – are we thinking maybe there's a lot younger folks here? Uh, maybe I was like say, I'm the an old, Xbox. I'm an old fogey, so I don't know much anymore. The ones that are jumping to mind are <laughs> Xbox kids. One and, or maybe the DS. Oh, DS isn't right. Bad. I, well, yeah, or GBA. Uh, I'm gonna go. I I think we should go with Xbox. I I think there's a small but vocal group of tattoos. Do we want to do Xbox One or Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty? Xbox Xbox Original is what you want, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would. That's say. what I'm guessing. Unless you, unless you. Yeah. Although the three sixty, it's your prizes. Mm. It's your prizes to win, my friend. 
No, it's our I, call. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Xbox. I'm going okay. yeah, to take right. a stand. All right. Xbox Vanilla. Not to be confused with Xbox One, but yeah. Xbox. <laughs> yeah, which is Microsoft right. confused everyone with, but yes. Yes. Show me Xbox. Oh, oh man. Oh, uh, 15 dead. on the list for the oh. original Xbox. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel like there's an opportunity here for me. To Go think on, Scott. Out, you can do it. Think outside the box a little. Actually, I really think uh, 360 would have been 2005. That means people are, if they were kids then, like they were Nick's age, he was five. They'd be 22 now. How many right. 22-year-olds actually listen to this show? <laughs> okay. I'm going to say, oh, geez, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's say... Oh no, the Wii was. Uh, it's no good. It's <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. 2006. Okay, uh, I guess I gotta say when. Let's. I'll just say it. Uh, let's say the ColecoVision. 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 Go. All right. Okay. Yeah, going yeah, old one school. Of the, yeah. the super faithful representations of uh, of arcade games. Yeah. Love it. All right. Show me ColecoVision. Oh, oh yes, thank God. Well, thank uh, God. Yes. Wow. Yes. All right. Wow. Um, I haven't even mentioned my first console. What is yours? Or do you want to? I don't care. Yeah. Um, uh, I think you've probably mathematically won at this point for sure. Um, uh, my, yes. Mine was the Atari Pong from Kmart. Little oh. black box. Yeah. <laughs> Before the 2600. Yeah. I wonder if that's... Who would think of that? That's so old. I don't think... Yeah. I, I think I'm a rarity. I don't think you're going to find a lot of people. They, they didn't sell a whole bunch of those. They did sell a lot, but not yeah. compared to... These other systems. Um, you know what? I am gonna wing one here because it was late nineties, early two thousands. Let's go with my final answer: the Sega Dreamcast. I know there's a lot of love for a yes, lot of people yeah. for that Cast, thing. Yes, that was yeah. playing that uh, that Leonard Nimoy voiced uh, fish in Seaman. Seaman. Uh, Seaman. I mean Seaman. Yeah. Seaman. That's and the Choo Choo Rocket. All right, show me the Sega Dreamcast. Gosh, and you still uh, have one more. And you still have one more guess after this guy because yeah, I got to. You each do. Dreamcast surprisingly, uh, only it one was, person I think said the Dreamcast, yeah, it which was, really it was blew my very, mind. It was very expensive at the time. It was. Um, yeah. It was, so, but I mean, it was it, PS2 era, so it didn't. It struck me as on the on the timing anyway. It struck me as okay. But, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember playing. But you had to be yeah. It would be an odd timing, right? You had to be uh, financially well off, and it be your first console. That'd be kind of odd. Um, Guacamar, do you have another one you can think of? I have some things like I know we have some tab pullers who are out of the states. There's plenty of uh, you know machines like uh, well, PC what, Engine. What are some of the ones you come up with that sound decent? See, the problem is I'm, I'm thinking of the PC Engine and Turbo Graphics 16, but those are those aren't going to be probably very popular. And the answers, what? I'm like kind of leaning towards what you had said, like the 360 maybe kind of go in the opposite direction because I, I definitely yeah. don't think it would be Pong. Yeah. The later console generations sold more, therefore greater opportunity for yeah. our listeners to have right. that as their first console. I almost said 360. Um, we, just, we, can't, we can't dismiss the Switch or any of the handhelds right. either. Yeah. That's right. Right. The problem with the Switch is... Like DS, actually. That might not be a bad idea either. I just can't imagine people are going to vote that high for like... Why am I helping you? <laughs> because we want to win. It's not a vote. You've already won. You've already won, Scott. Well, I know. We're trying to make... 
if, we're trying to get guac marley's prize no no so. no i know that that's true so uh i just yeah. feel like if somebody says their first console is the switch is that even possible or, or are those kids not old enough to be listening right now i don't know <laughs> well, I, mean, you could, I mean you could live your whole life without you getting a console i mean you wouldn't have to be a kid yeah you know that's a fair point yeah it's true. Yeah, maybe didn't really start making enough money Somebody to get one. Married into a gaming family and said, "Oh, okay, yeah, the Switch. I like this. Yeah. This will be my first gaming console." Yeah. I'm going to agree with. I'm going to say the DS is a good guess. I I think it's odd enough out there. I, I think, think sold more, a lot. I think we should go with DS. They sold so okay. many of those, so you're yeah, not, probably yeah. not that far. All right, show me the Nintendo DS. Oh. oh, not even on the list. Nobody, surprisingly, really? nobody listed that as their first. Uh, they mentioned Game Boy, but not yeah. the other. Okay. Well, how about Game Boy Advance? That's my that's my final. It's your final yes. Yeah. All right, really? show me okay. Game Boy Advance. Oh. Uh, two people like we had. Uh, two people said Game Boy Color. Uh, let's see, one person Game Boy Advance. I'm sorry. Two people said Game Boy Advance. Um, one person Nintendo Switch. Brian. Brian. Don't tell me Atari Pong is the answer. Oh, oh my God. Shit. Number six on the list was Atari I Pong. I would have been so high, you bunch of there old There are a lot fogies. of old farts who listen to this show. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. Uh, uh, I mean, I had one of those too. That was the first one I had, and it just plugged directly into the TV. Uh, you had you had one game, but you'd like the different variations were that there were things stuck all over the field that the ball right. had to go around or something. I yeah. don't remember. Pong, Man. dude. Oh, I can't yeah. believe we used to think it was so cool that we had a thing connected Listen. to our TV that only did one effing game. So so bad. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, some of the ones you missed or, or below on the list. The Magnavox Odyssey was the yeah. uh, number eleven, the just barely missing the top ten. Weird. Uh, the Commodore sixty four slash Vic twenty. You know, it's yeah. a computer, but it, people yeah. considered it a, a gaming console too. Counts, sure. Sega Master System, mm-hmm. uh, different than the Genesis, obviously. PlayStation yeah. Two, Xbox, Xbox three hundred and sixty. We wouldn't even see until number eighteen on the list. The uh, okay. Atari seventy eight hundred. Uh, yeah. Nintendo Wii down number 22, PlayStation 4, Sega Mega Drive. Um, same as Genesis, just European, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the Sega. Oh, yeah, so I should have counted though that one person towards the Sega Genesis, <laughs> uh, Sega Game Gear. Uh, let's see, had a couple uh, old stalwarts who had the Atari 5200 or the, the Atari 7200 as their first. Jaguar. Oh, did anybody man. have one of those? Yeah, one of the eight people I wish in the I world because. Because that was the, at the time, that was the game to get with the, that was the machine to yeah, get if you wanted to play Tempest that looked like yeah. real Tempest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was a pretty good version of Tempest. And and really some other was, arcade stuff yeah. finally got good, but boy, that 5200 just sold like garbage. Nobody bought it. It really did. Uh, yeah. The Sinclair Spectrum. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. see. Yeah. The TRS-80 Color Computer 3. Oh my God, listed. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody had the Radio Shack Radio Shack TV scoreboard, uh, which might have oh. been Pong. I can't even remember. I don't know that I, one. I mean, it wasn't oh. the yeah. Sears Pong, the Sears one that we all had. But uh, what's that? What's the one that Coleco Mine made? Was Kmart. That, 
Yeah, yours was Kmart. That's where you went with Kmart. That was your place. Yeah. So there was yeah. a there was a thing. I have a clip of it here, and I think I even played it on the show, maybe even yesterday. This right here. Listen to this real quick. This is one of the program cartridges you snap into new Telstar Arcade, the three-way microprocessor console. Start with this roaring road race. Gun the throttle faster. <laughs> a crash. Score. So it had three. The cartridge like this triangle, oh. and it. It set down in the middle, and it had three games on it, one for each side. And each side of the console was also it was a big triangle console. And each side had one side had a steering wheel and a, like a gear shift. Other sides had buttons or whatever. Other side like make sticks or something else, flight stick type thing. And that was wow. the thing you would buy. And you could buy new cons or new cartridges, but it would just be another kind of driving game, another flight game, another run and run around yeah. game or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember that thing at all. But when I found this commercial, I'm like. That would have been something I'd have been stoked about. That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been really cool. The Telstar. Yeah. Um, nobody yeah. said uh, Vectrex. I know there were some people Vectrex, in the chat yeah. room. But who has that. one of those besides Ibit? Nobody. Yeah, Ibit's Lord. Right. And, well, yeah. Um, and uh, sadly, <laughs> nobody said the uh, Virtual Boy. I just made me think like there should be a Virtual Boy um, uh, emulator for the Quest. Oh, that'd be cool. You can emulate oh, yeah. Virtual Boy games uh, on a computer or yeah. something, but yeah, they you really need it for VR. <laughs> you get the you get the VR experience. Yeah. Yeah. What a weird freaking thing that was. We got it done away. We got to do a whole episode on the game. On the oh, VR. we're totally doing that. Yeah. yeah, that and other weird things that never quite made it. Yeah, I didn't. We actually quite got an email it. last night that uh, requested that. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, see, look at us yeah. on the cusp of what everyone wants. Uh, Guacmar, you tried your best. You did your best. But at the end of the I'm, day, I'm happy either way. Yeah, you're happy either way. You're a happy guy. Yeah. And that's that's what going, I like most I'm about you. I'm going camping this weekend and I'm going to go to oh. Chelsea Football Club in, in July. Oh, that sounds so like fantastic. Nice. That's great. Yes. Oh, my gosh. My son in law will be jealous. He, he That's his favorite team. He loves them. Yeah. yeah. I, that's I cool. paid 500 bucks for those tickets. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Like you're going to get Woo. every damn penny out of them. Uh, Guacmar, well done. Thank you for playing along. And we will see you. Next time you call in. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, Dunaway, well done. Uh, as always, yeah. uh, make sure if, you, if you're like, man, I sure enjoyed this, this game that was all about retro gaming. Good news. We have a whole show about it called Play Retro. It happened last night, and uh, you'll be able to get your hands on it right now. Go to Play Retro uh, wherever you get your podcasts or find Play Retro wherever you get your podcasts, or just go to frogpants.com slash play retro. Is there anything else you'd like to say, Brian? Uh, sure, Scott. Uh, this next... Nope, oh, there he goes. He's out. I got it. I got rid of him. <laughs> well done. He actually probably had something. Well done, real. sir. <laughs> I think he might have actually had something. Yeah, yeah I feel knows. bad a little bit. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if uh, those prizes, both those prizes, will roll over to next week, or if uh, only PGA Tour twenty twenty one will roll hmm. over. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what'll happen there. Hmm. What'll happen with Satisfactory? Hmm. This game, I can tell you. Well, like Bill Duran, it was. This is all he did for about three months. All he did was play Satisfactory. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you can do some crazy shit in that game. It's so good. You're going to love it. I mean, I, I, mean I mean, you might love it if you were to win it. If I were to win it, uh, yeah. fair and square, then yes. And it sounds like Dunaway, <laughs> Dunaway's got a contact or a code or something, so you're probably covered. If he's way. if he's got it, uh, right. I mean, if he's got a free code, then I'm not going to... I don't want him to pay money to buy it for me when no. I can just steal he's... it from Wesley. Wesley. <laughs> Wesley. Uh, all right, that's it for uh, the game. That's it for all this until we come back from this break. This break is going to be a song, but when we come back, we're going to have Tom, we're going to have Randy. We got all our usual Wednesdayness. So stick around for that. Uh, but right now, I could use some music. Do you have any of that there? Yeah, let's go to a uh, a band that has the great name Phones with Chords. Now, 
Um, don't don't be confused because it's not C O R D S. It's C H O R D S. How clever! Phones with cords. Um, this is the recording project of Arthur Alligood. Um, this is his first. His first solo album uh, mm. under the uh, new moniker. Big thanks to Z Tapes and Dark Secret Media for uh, hooking me up with this one. The song, the brand new song, is called What's the Use? The Real Use. And it comes from the album Cut the Kid. Here is Phones with Chords and What's the Use? The Real Use. <laughs> We are what we 
I'm Dan, Dan, the red tag man. Hang the red tags where I can. A red tag here, red tag there, red tag, red tags everywhere. Wow, that's a big savings. The Morning Stream, better than a straw tart blueberry pop torch. All right, we returned that music again, please. What was sure, that? that's the uh, the song's called "What's the Use?" The real use, and it's by the band Phones with Chords. Nice, I remember those. Those are things. I do too. Yeah, yeah. Like you could only go so far with that phone, but uh, it hung there in the kitchen, right on the wall next to the next to the door of the kitchen. So if you're really good with stretching it, you could maybe sit on the couch in the living room and talk on the phone. Maybe. Look what I've got. This reminds me of something I picked up on. Uh, on Amazon that's super dumb, but I did it anyway. For 10 bucks okay. or something, I bought a bag of, I don't know how many are in here, but little miniature bottles and cans. Because <laughs> you love little miniature things. I love little yeah. tiny things, and so yeah. does Carter. Except so I've been parasites, things. Except but parasite. Everything else that's tiny you like. Yeah, I like everything but a parasite. <laughs> that's true in real life, too. But Yeah, well, um, who doesn't? Yeah. But it's everything you could imagine. And so I want to make like a little tiny, like a little bar or something that yeah. just has a ton yeah. of drinks behind it. And sure. Some of these are meant to look like Gatorade. This one looks like beer, and there's some whiskey bottles in here. And they're it's all funny. just plastic just... and stupid. And I like it. <laughs> I saw it on Amazon. I was nice. like, I got to have that. I don't want that. I want that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that is impulse buy to end all impulse buy. You're not wrong. <laughs> you are absolutely not wrong. I will yeah. I will cop to that. Um, all right. Let's get our uh, pal Tom in here. Let's get some, let's yeah. get some tech news out. I like world. that idea a lot, Scott. Me too. You know, of all the ideas we've had today, this might be my favorite. So we'll play this now. With the computer, as with any tool, the concept and direction must come from the man. You guys know the man. He's Tom Merritt. Mm-hmm. He joins us here every week on Wednesdays, and we talk about tech news uh, as he scours the the world for the latest in tech uh, technology news. That'll happen on later. Uh, happen later on the Daily Tech News Show. If I can talk, that'd be great. Uh, hey, it's Tom Merritt, everybody. What's going on, Tom? Oh, I'm just trying to track down what Microsoft's doing with DuckDuckGo. Oh, I ha- what what? They have Bing. Why do they care? <laughs> uh, well, DuckDuckGo uses uh, Microsoft's ads on the DuckDuckGo search engine, okay. uh, partly because it also uses Bing uh, to power some of the search results that DuckDuckGo uh, uses. Sure. And a another thing that DuckDuckGo does is offer a browser. And that browser has something called Tracker Radar. Mm-hmm. And what Tracker Radar does is not only blocks cookies and, and normal third-party tracking, but blocks hidden tracking. Goes a little above and beyond than what other privacy-protecting browsers does. Uh, however, a security researcher named Zach Edwards discovered that the Tracker Radar doesn't seem to be blocking a particular kind of tracking on Microsoft sites. Mm. Uh, so this is a script that loads the tracker radar usually blocks from loading but on microsoft sites it lets it load uh and then that 
allows Microsoft to do a little bit of tracking of you uh, when you're on Microsoft sites. DuckDuckGo says the reason that they're allowing it is because of their agreement with Microsoft to run ads on the search engine. Uh, That agreement that they signed before they made a browser doesn't allow them to block the scripts when they load a Microsoft site in the browser. They're trying to get that part of the agreement changed, but they haven't yet. And now people are mad. Yeah, DuckDuckGo says they promise they're increasing protection for Microsoft trackers. As of today uh, on Throt.com, they have a whole thing here. Um, I This is hilarious because I've been using the DuckDuckGo browser this week. Just been testing it, playing with it. Oh, really? Yeah, and I really like it. It's simple, lightweight, fast as crap. Uh, it's, it seems good, um, I, it especially as a, a feature I really like, which is sometimes I'll get like a million tabs open, and I'm like, all right, I don't, I don't want to go and close all these or deal with it. They have a button up top, and this may be available as an add-on on other browsers, so forgive me if I've just never seen it, but they have a little flame icon, and basically it's just a burn everything to the ground icon. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you hit it, and you literally get. There's a bunch of animations you can choose, but the default is like flames that just go, and then when it's done, nothing's there. It's just really a, a, search, oh, that's great. a little search window and no tabs, and you're ready to rock, and it's cleared everything for you, and you just keep going. Um, I really like that, and I generally like DuckDuckGo. They've been my search engine for five, six years now. It's all I use. Yep, um, I use them on mobile. Uh, I, I tend to use Google on desktop just because it still has a little better uh, results, especially when looking for news. But uh, on mobile, my default is the DuckDuckGo, and I like it. Yeah, I like it too. So this is an interesting twist, though. I don't think back then they were planning on making their own browser. They were working hard on having their own add-ons for existing browsers and mm-hmm. you know their little toolkits and everything. So do you think... What happens here in your estimation? Because it sounds, my guess is Microsoft's going to yeah. be, well, if you want the ad stuff, you're going to have to let this in. And if you don't, well, I guess you may, get your maybe, own maybe not. Yeah. I, I actually have a feeling that the Microsoft agreement was drafted by a bunch of lawyers in a room who are like, well, you're just doing a search engine, but just to be safe, let's, let's mark these boundaries because that's what lawyers do. Uh, we, we tend to want to interpret contractual agreements as intention. As if you and I sat down and said, here's what we plan to do in the future. That is not how legal agreements are drawn up. Legal agreements are drawn up with lawyers saying, what's the least amount of permission I can give you to get this deal done? So it may not be that Microsoft really wants this. It may be that like the contract calls for it and Microsoft might be willing to let it go. But of course, then you're going to bring in lawyers who are like, well, okay, what's the least amount of letting it go we could do? So I, I don't really know, but I, I do tend to to hold off from from thinking like, oh, Microsoft's going to you know, fold their arms and say, no way, unless you push us. Uh, the, the other take on this is uh, there is nothing that the current generation uh, loathes more than the appearance of hypocrisy. Uh, and that's really DuckDuckGo's crime here is that they're not perfect. How dare they advocate for privacy, uh, advocate for security and not be perfect 100% of the time. Uh, I'm not saying I love this, but frankly... I get why it happened. Yes, they could have been more transparent that this was part of the browser before the security researcher found it. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, since that was brought to light, they have rushed to explain like, yes, that is absolutely right. This is why it happens. Uh, this is what we're hoping to do about it. And we're going to keep working on it, which is 
Really, for me personally, I know probably most of you disagree with me, but but for me, that's great. That's what I want to see yeah. is someone tell me why it happened and tell me they're trying to fix it. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, from a PR perspective, DuckDuckGo probably wishes they were out in front of this before anything got said or done um, so that they could you know lead the conversation because that that is kind of what they do on the on the security front. If you follow them on Twitter, oh, yeah. my, my gosh, every Twitter post they post is some, I won't say anti-Google, but it's basically them going, Here's what Google does whenever you search for a thing. Here's what we do. And it's like none of those things. Like they're always pushing right. to say, you know, their their whole market scheme plan, everything. Not scheme and uh, scheme in the British way of saying scheme. Because over here we, yeah. we think of it as, you know, pejorative. But right, the right. whole plan is to say, look, we're doing all of this stuff for your security. And the second that that shows any kind of cracks, of course, people are going to jump all over it and freak out. But yeah, I'm okay with them. Of course, they've responded now, and and now they say they're going to do what they're going to do, and and they should be held to whatever they're supposed to do by the people who want to hold them to that, and we'll we'll see what happens. But I I don't think it's that big of a controversy. Like you know, the truth but is they've even sadly, said like, it yeah. is that big of a controversy. Well, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> Maybe it shouldn't be. Uh, you know, again, I don't think it's wrong to hold their feet to the fire. Like, wait a minute, duck, duck, go. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, uh, but. They have now responded, and and so now I feel like our job as the customers of DuckDuckGo is not to quit DuckDuckGo or or try to burn down their corporate headquarters or anything, but but to be like, great, when when yeah. is that going to happen? Yeah, uh, and also to keep in mind that DuckDuckGo's browser and and Weinberg makes this point, and I think he's right. Uh, is only guilty of providing more protection than most privacy protection browsers. They could have not done this kind of active third party, like looking for hidden trackers and they wouldn't be in trouble. Yeah. Whether the agreement said that or not, because they wouldn't be blocking this kind of script on any site. I would rather them have done that and be like, well, it's not going to work on Microsoft. Unfortunately, we have to make an exception there. And yes, I would have much preferred that that was in their terms somewhere or in their explanation somewhere of like, we want, you know, what he's saying now should have been known before. Um, but I don't think that's the most egregious thing. And I don't get the the impression that DuckDuckGo has a history of hiding this sort of thing. Quite the opposite. So, okay, you made a mistake. Uh, try not to make any more. Uh, but I, 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 I think it's working out well yeah you know it's going a security fine. researcher found a thing duck duck go is like oh yep nope we messed up uh we're gonna try to fix that yeah and maybe that's why they didn't put it out there is maybe they were thinking they could get this done and never have to say it in public uh because it is such a small bit of tracking that people might not have noticed and it's something again that most browsers don't protect against anyway yeah that's true so uh just real quick a, 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 i guess a mini review of what i like about the browser not that this is supposed to be about you know promoting them or anything because i'm not really but they're so i first the first thing i did was try the mobile browser and really liked it and it was fast and i like it better than safari on the on my phone so i went and tried to find the desktop browser and i was like where is this thing it's supposed to be out oh it's in closed beta okay well i guess i'm not going to be running it on my mac or my pc well i put my name on the list that they let you they let you sign up basically in the mobile app and then they contact you and i got contact and i got access to the to the mobile or the desktop browser and I can tell you, as somebody who swaps browsers a lot, because somebody comes out with a new one that's super fast, or Firefox has a hot new whatever, or hey, Brave did a thing and tweaked their engine and it's this much faster, or this whatever, um, it's really fast. Like, really fast. Now, I remember, here's something that's true about every browser when they first come out. They're always really fast when mm -hmm. they first come out. 
But then what happens is they start having to add things, sometimes mm-hmm. necessary things, and the speed is sometimes cut in favor of features. So far, they're not there yet, um, but strong showing as far as I'm concerned. And that little flame button is awesome. Just click it. Boom. Everything goes away. Don't accidentally click it, though. Okay. There might be an option in preferences to like uh, make me confirm that I want to clear everything. Because uh, as it stands right now, the functionality is hit the flame and the whole thing explodes. Um, <laughs> so don't click it by accident. But it's a rad feature, and I'm I'm looking forward to using it more. So there's that. Yep. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. um, there there may be better privacy browsers out there. Uh, let let me know. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com uh, if you've got a favorite. But uh, I I still think DuckDuck goes a pretty good one when yeah. you compare it to everything else. And I uh, I these days try not to let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And I think DuckDuck goes still good. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, also check out the I guess the new Brave uh, search engines supposed to be pretty strong that way. I haven't used it. Yeah. Definitely, so can't really speak yeah. to it. And the Brave browser, obviously, it's the opposite for Brave. DuckDuckGo is a search engine now making a browser. Brave is the browser that's making a search engine, you know. And and we're we're getting all all of these competitors, which is fantastic. I love it. I think that's how it should be. Uh, Tom Merritt today, a Daily Tech News Show, two p.m. Mountain. We'll talk about this and other breaking tech news stories of the day. Uh, very excited about that because I get to be on. Um, but I'm also really excited about other stuff you have going on. So why don't you tell the people at home what that is? Yeah, so I am writing up uh, my, uh, you know, all the details of of the DuckDuckGo thing. Uh, my opinions come on TMS and DTNS and 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 other places. Uh, but I, I I try to write up just the facts, both to use as a launching off point during DTNS, uh, but also I'm sharing them on my sub Substack now. So uh, if you go to techtom.substack.com, uh, that's techtom. Uh, then you will be able to sign up and get that kind of stuff in your inbox. And as fa- in fact, as soon as I've I've finished uh, nailing down, this is what I was doing when Scott called. If you saw me like looking down, I was I was you know adding one last thing to this thing. Uh, so I've got a few more uh, things to add to it. You will get that in your inbox before the end of today, probably before DTNS. So uh, again, that is TechTom. Dot substack.com. Nice. I like that for a second you said stubsack, which is, sounds painful. It sounds really bad. Don't yeah, stub stubsack su- is something no. that you get as a blister when you stub your toe. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Do not subscribe to that. No, no, I don't subscribe, nor do I support it. But this thing Tom's doing, totally. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Merritt, everybody. Ace Detect on Twitter. We'll see you this afternoon. Thanks, y'all. Bye now. See you. All right. Very cool. Yeah. I do love me some DuckDuckGo. Stub, stub sack is what happens when I uh, walk around in the middle of the night uh, out of bed and I accidentally <laughs> hit the end table that's just at the right height. Oh, how, by the way, yeah. <laughs> sorry, not to get off your sack too soon, but... Um, please, please do. How is your toe? You're good? Uh, it is currently still taped to the toe next to it. It's, uh, it's, it's getting better, but man, when I don't have that tape on there and I'm walking around, I can definitely feel like it's still... Yeah still messed up that sounds like a pain in the ass to me but with the tape together i've been doing bike rides and stuff and haven't had a problem so i'm good oh yeah i was gonna that's the other thing i was gonna ask does it hinder your biking that sounds like not so that's good it doesn't no other parts of my body hinder my biking far sooner than my toe does like your Uh, your stub sack that thing will get in the way every time exactly yes more more butter for the stub sack (laughs) that's coming up soon everybody all right well here's uh here's this deal here 
uh, time to celebrate the many uh, accolades of Hollywood, uh, especially with modern streaming, by doing a little recommendals with our old pal Brian, or Brian, shit, with Randy Jordan. Too many Brians in my life. You have to Good agree. Good morning, morning stream. Aloha, Scott. Aloha, Aloha Brian. Aloha. Aloha. I, uh, I may not sound like it, but I'm still in shock. Yeah. Uh, I am still in shock that you didn't guess Pong in like your first four guesses. Well, like, it's, like, it's like you've never played Tadpooly Feud before. It, it's not like, that. It's just that those, it's so old. We just thought. You, yes, exactly. So niche, too. Yeah. Like people, every, you know. Every Tadpooly Feud, the answers are coming from people who, by the way, if you have ever submitted answers for Tadpooly Feud, folks, uh, it's probably time to take your back pills today, just <laughs> so you know. So, um, yeah. Uh, I also oh I also have an app slappy update for you. Oh, give it to uh, us. It's, yeah, so exactly two weeks ago, right here on TMS, you convinced me to check out Scrabble Go. Yeah, and yeah. so I installed it, and then I forgot about it for like twelve days. Yeah. So then, uh, a couple days ago, I looked at, at Scrabble Go, and I'm like, "Ooh, I love this!" Except for the fact that it serves me a thirty second unskippable ad every mm-hmm. minute or so. Yeah. I yeah. really enjoy this app, and so like I started playing it. And so I, I started a bunch of games. Like literally every friend that it preloaded for me, <laughs> I started a game with. Uh-huh. And uh, this weird thing happened. So uh, bet me, it asked me to play the first word, right? Which is kind of a disadvantage, right? Sure. But okay. Yeah. So you play the first word, and so I started a I started a game with uh, Brian Ibbett, and I played a word for sixteen uh-huh. points. And I started a game with Claire Gack, and I played a word for sixteen points. Mm. And then I started a game with Scott Johnson, and I got a huge word laid out on the rack for me yeah. like in spelling and i just <laughs> played it out i played it out for 54 points oh and my thought, gosh i thought you know, this is not gonna cause scott to want to play scrabble with me <laughs> right well the good yeah, news I'm just is gonna let that game go yeah the yeah. good the good news is or the bad news either way you want to look at it i have i've forgotten all about scrabble and haven't opened it so whatever this game is you've started i, I wasn't even aware of it yet so i need to get in there and, and i'll play you i have no problem I'm playing you. I just kind of I played so much Scrabble for about two solid months. Like every time I got a notification, I was like, "Whoop! Time to play! Time to play! Time to play!" I just I got burned out. <laughs> it was like so much of it yeah, yeah. all the time. So well, I, I just I'm in love with the puzzles. Like I love that there's this single player modes, so many single single player modes where it just gives you puzzles to solve and yeah. like figure out the highest score you can play on this board. That kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's really yeah, it's cool. good. It's uh, I think that's what sets it apart from Words with Friends. Plus the Words with Friends interfaces jank it's old <laughs> yes. well anyway uh it's good to have you here let's get to these things yeah. we got, uh, we're gonna start with yeah. brian or yeah we're, we'll start with brian we always yeah. do what am i okay. saying <laughs> you have uh, in my head i was like wait a minute i start with randy on film sack i start with brian here oh yeah um let's start with the first one brian you got a little setup for us here what's this uh, this one is uh, very appropriate this clip is very appropriate for star wars day today although um that there's nothing else about this game that is Star Warsian at all, or mm. I'm sorry, game this 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 TV show that's Star Warsian at all. It is uh, it is a TV series, uh, three seasons, and it's over. So it's a complete a complete uh, start, middle, and end. And uh, you're going to hear a little clip from it right now. All right, here we go. But how many planets have you got in the universe? Oh, I don't know how many. Trillions. trillions. Okay, you got trillions of planets. You're going to tell me out of all those planets, the universe goes on forever. This is the only planet that's got any life on it. Come on, mate. Jesus. Would you root an alien? Why would I root an alien? 
No, no, look, there's no human women about. You're on one of those planets surrounded by fucking alien women. They're all, you know, you know, you haven't had a root in 10 years. You give them one? Depends. One more. She looked like E.T., mate. I can tell you it's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. What about, what about you seen that Star Wars film, right, where that Jabba the Hutt slug, the big fat fucking thing, he's got this... Uh, he's got this alien woman on a chain. She's dancing around. She's got the lycra on. She's got the, you know, she's got the good, good rig. Got the horns. Give her one. <laughs> Might have to be pretty fucking telly, mate. I'll tell you, mate. I give her one in a fucking heartbeat. And you know why? If for no other reason to say, Raymond, that I fucked an alien. All right. I'm already <laughs> sold. I don't know what this is, but I'm in. <laughs> What is this? This is an Australian show called Mr. In-Between. And I can't remember who recommended this show to me. It might have been Gidget. I I asked uh, Nicole because it felt like it was around the time that Nicole was doing recommendals that I heard about this. Um, But this is – all right. If you were to – let's say you have a piece of paper. And you put a little dot, you make a little triangle, and on one corner of the triangle, you put Sopranos. On another corner of the triangle, you put Dexter. And on the third corner of the triangle, you put Barry. And then you draw towards the center with all those things. That point right there in the center is going to be this show right here. It's called Mr. In Between. I'm in. I'm all in. You've just said everything Mm -hmm. I ever needed to hear about a thing. I'm ready. I'm ready for that. Uh, Just hearing that clip reminded me of The Trip. You know, The Trip? The trip? Oh, with um, uh, Coogan and um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other yeah. guy, uh, Rob Brydon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. I love right. those movies. Those are great. So I actually, I, at first, I was kind of thrown because I, I thought that's what we were hearing, but no, sure, sure. Yeah. No, this is uh, this is a series about a guy who is a hitman, a hitman for hire. The person he works for is. Uh, um, does most of his work for is Damon Harriman, who you know as uh, Dewey Crow from Justified and uh, Charles Manson in Mindhunter, um, who's you know obviously Australian, and I never knew that until now. I think I think I just learned that Dewey Crow is is Australian, but he's uh, wait a minute, you're blowing he, my mind here. I had no yeah. idea that guy was Australian. Really? Yeah, he's really Australian. Okay, once <laughs> again, Australians know how to do American accents. And then American, like Southern accents, better than we do. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah, crazy. He's, All uh, right. he's absolutely brilliant. Um, and as far as like people you recognize, he's probably going to be the only person in this show that you recognize. Um, it uh, it's got obviously it's got that kind of dark feel that you get from Sopranos and sometimes Dexter. But there's that whole life balance of like he's living one life as this hitman, but then he's also got a daughter. And an ex-wife and a new girlfriend that he's kind of keeping this life from. Uh, and, and that's kind of your Dexter parallel. And of course, the fact that he's a hitman for hire is is why it reminds mm-hmm. me of yeah. uh, Barry. But all of those things do, at times, have a really weird black comedy about them. A really weird, twisted comedy side to them. And that's what this one has as well. Um, it's, you know, at times it gets violent. At times it gets uh, dark. But it's... Uh, but this character, Ray Shoesmith, the main character, uh, by the way, played by Scott Ryan, who is also the writer, creator. Um, he's, uh, I think, producer of this as well. And, and you- he wrote and he wrote the original movie that this is kind of uh, stems from, which was called The Magician. Mm. Um, and then he turned it into the series. Give me the uh, name ahead, one more Randy, time. Just like, and, and this is sort of his 
first thing like he's uh, this is his first thing yeah and and uh did three 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 seasons it just ended the third season just ended in september but it it was basically he wrapped it up um uh and uh so you'll you know you basically got three uneven not uneven seasons but first season is like six episodes the third the second season is 11 last season is nine so (laughs) It's an inconsistent number of episodes in the season, but you know you basically got twenty six episodes of the show that uh, you can watch on Hulu. What's yeah, the I'm What's excited. the name one more time? Also, Just I'm it's bad. called Mister In Between, and uh, that comes from the uh, the song uh, "Accentuate the Positive, uh, Whatever the Negative, and Don't Mess with Mister In Between." Oh, the lyrics okay. of that song uh, f- filmed like out out and about in Australia, right? In Australia, yeah, I think in um, not in. Sydney, but kind of in, um, oh, where is he? Other, don't parts, really f- other parts of New South Wales. Other parts of New South Wales. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, okay. I remember seeing this poster, the guy with the, with the, the match burning in his mouth. Yes. Yes. It's an FX joint. Okay. It's an FX joint. It's on Hulu. All the episodes are on Hulu and eliminate the negative. Thank you, Tally. I couldn't remember that second line, but it is, uh, we 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 devoured all the episodes of this show because it's got so much heart this main character and his his relationship with his daughter is maybe the best thing about this about this uh, show and um you're reminding me of uh several years ago a coworker of mine and a friend came came to me at my desk and said uh, I need you to watch this show that has so much heart and it's I've I've loved it so much. Eddie Eddie turned me on to Letter Kenny. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And and like I, you know, it's yeah, it does have heart. What he didn't say, you know, that it's like vulgar, like <laughs> extremely, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he didn't yeah. say that. He just said, Oh, you're gonna you're gonna love how much heart <laughs> I run I feel like I run into this with Australian things and New Zealand things and mm-hmm. Canadian things. And, and yeah. British things too, I think. Yeah, Some British just, stuff as know, well. But there's something they, very weird about the fact that I find heart in things like Letter Kenny or even more so in um the trailer park boys for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Is so like meant to be, you know, dirt level crass and everything else, but there's weird heart in their stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to explain. I love it though. Yeah. Speaking of uh there's a the Shorzy show uh just came out. Uh, what like Shorzy on his own? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. There's uh yeah, there's there's four episodes and it, and it hit crave like 10 days ago. Oh my really? gosh. Are okay. they going to actually show Shorzy though? Like he's going to cuz I and he's just played by what's his name? Jared Yeah, by Jared Kiso. And yeah. that's the thing. I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet, but Man, it would be freaking <laughs> funny if every scene of of Shorzy had his face obscured somehow. <laughs> what in the frick? Okay. Uh, awesome. I must know more about this. I'll have to find out. I love that character. Oh my gosh. Cool. All right. Well, that sounds great, Brian. Right. You you've 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 convinced me without very much uh, need need to. It sounds awesome. Yeah, it's so good. Uh Mr. In Between on Hulu. Let's go to my second one. This is a um this, I believe, is the first uh, series, first kind of mini series in what's going to become an anthology drama series. But this one is specific about a certain thing. And um, it's funny because my clip does not even include the main character that, uh, or the main um, 
person that this is a kind of a docudrama about or docu-comedy or whatever. Oh, weird. Boy, that's a really okay. confusing thing. But this is a series. <laughs> here you go. All right, here you go. The best thing about Travis is he'll run through walls to win. The worst thing about him is he thinks everything's a wall. Have you lost faith in him? No. No. It's just that he's got unfettered power, which we help give him, and he's spinning off course a bit. We just, we just need to be his bumpers. Help keep this thing from heading toward the gutter. We redirect him in a small way. He sees that it's better, then we can work with him. I get it, but Travis has more power than any of us because of his super shares. Exactly. Our hope is to team up. We can't bully him, but if we sit back right now, we do nothing. Might lose him. Might not be able to reach him again. Now is the moment for intervention. So on the tipping thing, we need your vote. Well, I see that. I see that you do. I have no idea what mm-hmm. that is. I just, so that, re- I just yeah. realized if you make a dramatized documentary about a uh, big business venture that went south, we're going to love it. I just like it just occurred to me like it's Elizabeth Holmes. It's we crashed. It's like right. It's like the dropout. It's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. People love Um, that stuff. Yeah. I guess the drop was it was the it was the the fake German heiress that I also uh, mm-hmm, uh, did a mm-hmm. thing about this. This is like it feels like it's right in the same line of that. That's Kyle Chandler, by the way. That voice that you're saying, I know I recognize that voice. Um, speaking of Friday Night Lights, we just talked a lot about uh, alumni from that on um, uh, Battleship this last weekend. Uh, that is a show called Super Pumped, and the first season of Super Pumped is called The Battle for Uber. This is about the the Uber CBO, former Uber CEO, Travis Kalanick, who, um, who took this idea of people ride sharing and battled, uh, local unions, battled, um, taxi cab companies, battled, um, drivers at points, um, and, and things to, to make Uber happen. And, um, this is fascinating. It's it's really really well done. I don't know. I haven't looked to see what the uh, uh, the rating is. I think it's probably got like a sixty or seventy on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, looks like fifty eight percent. It's 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 better. It is better than that. Um, you've got Kyle Chandler as the angel investor that works with Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt plays uh, Travis Kalanick, the main guy, yeah. and it's a hard character to watch because. Um, you're you're hating him and but rooting for the people who work with him at the same time yeah like in in real life he's kind of a villain and so i'm just i'm just curious like if they portray him as just you know a oh, mustache yeah. twirling villain or if there's like some uh, something to like about Travis Kalanick there's there's a drive and a dedication i mean the beginning of that clip Kyle Chandler says it perfectly he um he when he's got something that he wants to achieve he will break every down break down every barrier on his way to get it the problem is that he thinks everything is this barrier that he has yeah. to get through yeah. and so right. everything turns into a fight right. um you've got uh but you this other like this supporting cast of characters you've got uma thurman as ariana huffington what? <laughs> you've got weird you've got uh carrie bechet from uh halt and catch fire um she by the way she is my pick if they're going to be casting an invisible woman, a Sue, a Sue Storm, a Sue Richards. Carrie Bechet would be my pick because she would be the perfect uh, uh, 
actress to play that role. Um, Elizabeth Shue is uh, his mom, <laughs> which is really uh, it's got to be a difficult thing to <laughs> yeah. uh, to to you know act yeah. uh, alongside this woman that he probably had a crush on in the eighties, like yeah, we all did. like we all did. Yeah, she's awesome. Love her. Uh, Quentin Tarantino narrates this thing. Um, probably the the cameo that you're going to love the most because I really encourage both of you to watch this is Hank Azaria as Tim Cook. Really? Apple. Really? Yes. yes. Um, he doesn't do it as a as an impersonation as much as he does it as a um, like a really good representation of who Tim Cook is as opposed to trying to sound as much like him. He does the accent, yeah. but he doesn't, it doesn't come off as like this really bad impersonation. Huh. Um, Interesting. I yeah, would never I, have guessed that would be a thing, but I, I know. I, like, yeah. And Hank Azaria as Tim Cook just doesn't feel like a thing you'd ever hear. Weird. I'm a, I'm uh, a little bit repulsed by Tarantino as the narrator. I just very, like, very brief, and it wasn't okay, until right. the it wasn't until the end that I actually realized it was Tarantino. Okay, all okay. Right. So you didn't so, go, hey, look at this! Oh, there's some feet. There's some feet. No, like these no feet. not at all. Okay, um, yeah. it's uh, done in that same kind of um, uh, the Big Short style, where um, to help explain complicated business concepts you'll have words that appear on screen and 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 little animations and things that uh that do this people will talk directly to the screen every once in a while to explain a um an interesting concept and i like i do like that kind of uh fourth wall breaking in something like this because it does kind of say okay well here's what these kind of super shares are compared to regular shares blah 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 yeah um as somebody who drives for lyft i kind of like seeing yeah uh yeah you know how crappy Uber treated. Well, it sucks how crappy Uber treated their drivers uh, for a long time, and in some cases still do. Um, and so you kind of are rooting for Lyft <laughs> as yeah. part of this. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do. I don't even use Uber. I can't freaking stand them. I like Lyft. Yeah. I'll lose, yeah. Did, you, I'll did you ever watch Billions, Brian? I uh, never watched Billions, but um, but Gotta this watch Billions. Uh, this had a little bit of a succession kind of. Um, all right, all right. Feel good oh, yeah. at times. So I imagine that's why I wasn't sure um, I wanted to see this. I heard about it. I love the cast. I'm like, man, this seems like it'd be cool. And then I was just like, do I really want to be watch a, another rich guy be a dick? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I, I guess uh, this is by so Brian Koppelman is one of the creators of Brian um, Koppelman and David Levian. The the yeah. they go together. They're kind of okay. like the creators uh, of what? <laughs> like all those other pairs of creators. Oh, they made billions. Yeah. That's them. Yeah, they made billions. Oh, okay. And I then uh, the girlfriend experience. They made the girlfriend experience. Mm-hmm. Well, look, I've got a Kyle Chandler rule that I'll watch anything he's in. So maybe I oh, need to and, watch and it. Got, he's he's uh, and his his character. My God, this is one of the best things about this. Like he, of all the people you're rooting for, yeah. um, he's kind of the the second in command under Joseph Gordon-Levitt or his backer, and you're just kind of rooting for him the most. Outside of his this, role in King Kong, I, he's rootable in everything. I love him. I love him. Yeah, he really yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, it's called Super Pumped. The first season is called Battle for Uber. No idea what other seasons of Super Pumped are, are going to be about, but it feels like it got its name from just the the crap that this Travis Kalanick um, uh, not bro. I mean, he's like a tech bro, basically. Yeah. Uh, so everything you'll 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 like. You'll like wanna, seeing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I just want to tell you, 
a short list of the things Kyle Chandler found his way into after Friday Night Lights. Mm. Okay. It is remarkable. He was in Super 8. Of course. He was in Argo. Hell yeah. He was in Zero Dark Thirty. Damn straight. Broken City. The Wolf of Wall Street. Manchester by the Sea. How, it, that's in just five years. That's because he's Jeez. amazing and deserves to be in every yeah. one of those and more. Well, he should keep going that forever. Guy's, that guy's agent is a genius. <laughs> Part of it is he's just amazing. Um, yeah, and this, I think it's that I think it's that people like directors and producers see him and say, God, I want to work with that guy. He's yeah. so good. And he seems so his, on the surface, just the nicest guy. So. He is the night, the blood, even that bloodline show on Netflix, which was mm. kind of dark, but that's great. That's oh, oh man. And then I'm right now, I'm just itching to go watch Friday night lights again. I just, I'm in the yeah, mood. Maybe that. it's because we all saw Taylor kitchen freaking fat Damon over the weekend. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> It's time to yeah. go back. It's time so, to see that. Yeah. This is uh this is on Showtime. So um t- now is a good time to do your uh free seven day trial of Showtime or get it as part of the Paramount Plus package if you're gonna if you're gonna watch the Star Trek shows anyway. Do the do the bundle where you get Showtime for free when you sign up for Paramount Plus. And, when I just um, when I just went to Google and said I, how do how do I watch Super Pumped, it, it yeah. directed me to Hulu, which always like Hulu oh. has such great SEO, don't they? Yeah, like, they do know? pretty good. They do pretty good. And can you you can probably get that through this, right? right? Yeah, you because they get, yeah they'll bundle Showtime for you. They all do yeah. that. Everybody. Amazon does it. They all do it. Everybody's bundling everybody now, it seems like. which is Everybody's bundling everybody. It's a little weird, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know. It feels like we're heading back to cable days, but whatever. Uh, well, all right. Uh, both uh, these sound interesting to me. I, I got to be in the right mood for the, for your second rec, I think. But uh, I Yeah. Know. I mean, I could see, I could see why because it's, uh, it's still a really good story. It's a brilliant story, and it's got some great, a great cast, so... And it's um, it's significant in the sense that maybe you know and there'll be eventual documentaries. Maybe there's some already now, but this mm-hmm. this move into the gig economy is fascinating to me. Yeah, like, listen, I'm not going to recommend an NFT or a um, uh, a Bitcoin <laughs> uh, show. Yeah, hopefully those uh, never exist. Let's hopefully hope. those never exist. But this one, um, this one, I totally recommend as as being kind of the better of those kind of things. Well, there you go. Um, all right, I'm going to play a, a clip here for mine. This is a weird, random find of mine because I got in the mood about a week ago for some anthology animation. And you might say, "Oh, just Scott watching Love and Ro- <laughs> Love Death and Robots again?" No, I'm behind on that. I still need to see that new season that dropped just Friday saw this before that i'd never even heard of this i didn't know what happened it was a netflix original all stop motion i'll play the clip check it out raymond it's very muddy out here my feet are getting wet another girl her name's isabel well i can't say a thing wait your turn georgie we're packed in here like cattle (laughs) how old are you i'll be nine in june You look very small for your age. Would you like to hold her? No. I'm cold. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So this is just part... This is a clip from the first third of a series of three that are all part of a Netflix original called The House. And um, if you were to look at it for the first time and have to make a determination about what you're looking at style-wise, you might go, oh, fantastic Mr. Fox-ish looking. It's got a lot of a lot of the characters are very hairy. In, in fact, the two second or the second and third segments are 
literally the second one's about a mouse and a bunch of other mice. And the four and the third one is about a bunch of cats. But the first one's about people. But they're all animated in this style and they're all kind of furry. So you can see it's extremely good animation, but you can see that thing where you can tell where the hands have been moving stuff because it's kind of jiggling a little bit the whole time people move around. Like in Fantastic Mr. Fox, the fur kind of gesticulates. Okay. Or, it's hard oh, to explain. I, like I really like I that. I do too. Yeah. I'm a big fan. It's like a weird texture thing and I, I really like it. But anyway, this came out this year and um, it's set across very different eras. A poor family, an anxious developer, and a fed up landlady all tied to the same mysterious house. And it's comedic and dark and weird. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. I think the first segment, the first third is really the defining third. I think it's the best thing in the in the thing. I think all of it's good, though. Um, but in particular, I think that first third is really, really interesting and incredibly animated, really well acted. Um, do you guys know Mia Goth from... Uh, oh, geez. Recently, she was in that X movie, which is like a porno turned oh. into... Yeah, uh, a slaughter, a slasher, slasher thing. Film. Yeah, um, you've seen her in a million other things. She's like really interesting and weird looking. Like uh, she's a model, I think, is where she got started. Okay. Anyway, Mia Goth plays that little girl you heard in the clip, and uh, just a really compelling voice work from her um, and a ton of other people that you probably don't know. Miranda Richardson is a name that you might know, but a lot of British actors and people. Anyway, I was completely and utterly enthralled in this thing. Um, just completely into it and I didn't expect it, didn't know what it was going to be like and walked away knowing who this audience is for. So here, here, here's what I'm going to say. If you're somebody who likes avant-garde, strange animation, if you used to go to animation festivals in the eighties and nineties, like I did, uh, if you were, Mike, you know, Mike, um, Spike and Mike or whatever it was. Exactly. Yeah. If you watch liquid mm-hmm. television because you couldn't wait to see what weirdness is around the corner, like I did then this is for you. In a lot of ways, it's the same people I would say Love, Death, and Robots is for. Um, If you like avant-garde animation, non-traditional, not Disney, not Pixar, not normal, you know, mainstream stuff, then this is for you. It's not like uber-violent. There's no, there's a couple of swears, but no, like no F-bombs or anything. It's all just, you know, kind of adult hells and dams and things. So I, I think it's actually even okay for kids, but I wouldn't recommend it for anyone younger than 10. I think it's a little too little too weird maybe for the younger set. But if you have okay. any interest in this kind of stuff, and if you liked either Fantastic Mr. Fox or Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs, yeah, that's what I was thinking of with this. Okay, This cool. is right up that alley, and I loved it. <laughs> Freaking <laughs> loved it. And it's short. It's like... Um, not even an hour and a half. I want to say a little, little shy of that. Um, and it's just a masterwork of animation and weirdness and unexpected moments. And it's a really weird. The first, the first one is set in like the, or I want to say the turn of the century, early 1900s. The second segment is set right now today, cell phones and Bluetooth earbuds and all that. Okay. And the third one is set in a time that I could not point or, or nailed down. I don't know what, when it's set, but it's ethereal and strange and beautiful and, and, and stuck with me. And I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. The house on Netflix. Yeah. Nice. Totally worth seeing. It says TV MA, but I don't know why that's M MA is a little strong for that. I didn't find anything in this that was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they show. It wasn't, there's nothing like that. So anyway, highly recommend it. Go check it out. Okay. Thank you. 
Yeah, it's a good one. Randy, uh, set me up for what you got here on this clip, will you? Oof, uh, it's hard to explain. Um, so uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're about to be taken back in time about 200 years, and uh, you're going back to England uh, 200 years ago, and a, a fairly wealthy group of people are all sitting at the breakfast table. They're having breakfast, and uh, a <laughs> it's again. The main character um, is a quite a skeptic, and her little sister, or not little, but her younger sister, hmm. has uh, recently encountered something that she's uh, very excited about, and hmm. they're talking about it. All right, let the skepticism begin. Good Lord, listen to this. The Leeds Selby Railway was open yesterday with neither ceremony nor incident. What do you think about that, Mr. Washington? They're popping up everywhere. Country will be riddled with them. Apparently, railways are unhealthy. They cause headaches and biliousness. And a cow exploded. Sorry? Apparently. Good heavens. In Hereford. They won't catch on. Tell me about this cow. It exploded in Hereford. Or was it Hartford? Hampshire. One of them. It roared past at 15 miles an hour, and this cow must have, you know, exploded. How? Oh, from fright and shock. Just the one? Is that possible? No. So there's a whole herd of them? I didn't say there was a whole herd of them. And just the one explodes? It might have been the only cow present. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. Well, if it was in a field on its own, it's more likely to have been a pole, surely. What, whatever the sex of the beast, however many were present, this one apparently exploded you're painting a very confused picture there marion must have made a mess do you think someone's been pulling your leg no i think it's the dizzying effect of a carriage with no horses pulling it traveling past at such abominable speed <laughs> oh my god it seems like i love british stuff this seems great yeah. i promise you despite what i'm about to tell you about this show you will love this show Okay. Okay. So that was uh, Sir Ann Jones. Uh, she is incredible, but you probably haven't seen her in much if you haven't been watching British TV dramas for the last twenty years. Uh, as the as the title character, uh, Anne Lister. It's based on the the true story of Anne Lister, a uh, English uh, landholder in the early nineteenth century, which is bizarre enough. Yeah. Uh, her her younger sister was uh, Gemma Whelan as uh, as Marion. Uh, you'll know Gemma Whelan from uh, Game of Thrones and uh, the first couple of seasons. She's the uh, s uh, younger woman who takes over the Iron Throne up in the uh, not the Iron Throne the uh, uh, the the islands. Oh shit! <laughs> I've completely forgotten. Is what she the... Greyjoy's sister? Or no, it's great. The Greyjoys. Oh, Thank you. She's the, yeah. the okay. Greyjoy sister. Right. Who's yeah? The yeah. I know her. She's great. In, <laughs> I like her. In reality, Anne Lister was a truly remarkable human being who uh, was an out lesbian in a time when that was just unheard of, uh, and a a traveler. Um, she actually, uh, in real life, she died at age 49 in Georgia, like that far away from, uh, the UK. Um, it's, it, this is a dramatization. There's a lot of extra fiction put, pumped into this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is, it is all about the wild, uh, events that must've occurred around a woman owning a significant piece of property, uh, uh you know, near Halifax, 
in England and what she uh, does with her time and, and wealth and her energy. She's the most energetic person <laughs> that ever lived. And uh, it's just, um, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a soap opera. It's uh, not often as funny as the clip that I just shared with you, but uh, it's just, it's a really cool show. Yeah, oh, gentle, Gentleman Jack, to say it again. Gen- oh, Gentleman, Gentleman Jack. Jack oh, Gentleman yeah. Jack. This yeah. is one my wife was eyeballing and saying she wanted to make sure to watch. And I, did, mm-hmm. I guess I didn't know it was out. For some reason, I thought it was still coming. I guess it's out. And um, the first season came out years ago, like yeah, three no years ago. Yeah. And uh, it just went unnoticed. And so we watched at the time and really enjoyed it, but then thought, well, they'll never make a second season. And now we're in the second season finally. And I'm just hoping that uh, I'm hoping we get more. I really hope we could get people to watch this thing. So HBO will make another season. Yeah. I, uh, for some reason I thought it was brand new and not yet here. I guess I saw an ad and went, Oh, that looks interesting. And then didn't think about it since that's good to know. I'll tell her she's it's all, it's all go for it. (laughs) Watch it. All sorts of, really interesting little roles uh, sprinkled in around in the show. Um, you know, like she has, uh, she, she ha- is having a relationship with uh, a, a woman named Ann Walker, who, who's played by Sophie Rundle. Um, that's a, that's a main role, but you, you will have seen Sophie Rundle and other things. She was in Peaky Blinders. Um, uh, she, she was uh, Ada Shelby in, in Peaky Blinders. You'll, you'll recognize oh, her. Oh Yeah. Okay, um, I know her. Just uh, uh, it, it's it's a pretty typical show overall. Like it's got subplots, and uh, you know, like every episode has you know so, uh, the, you know a whole story where at the end you're like, ooh, what's going to happen next? Um, but it it also, like I say, it's trying to mostly tell a true story, which means that it's just hard to believe sometimes you know because truth can be so stranger than fiction sure mm-hmm. i didn't realize by the way i was just looking at Gemma whelan's uh, imdb she does a bunch of video game voices i had no idea hmm. well i mean you heard, just heard her voice she's yeah. amazing yeah she's great <laughs> I, I just always I, thought of her as yara Greyjoy, and nothing i haven't really thought about her since but she's you can't really good. look away from her as she doesn't get a lot of screen time in this in gentleman jack but mm. man you just can't look away from her she's got a choice role in this show and she just really lives it up yeah well, she's great this is hbo that. max max yes yeah. this is on hbo uh again this is a in the we're currently in the middle of the second season so if you start watching it now you can uh get to the end by the time they put out the last episode of the second season she was in that terrible gulliver's travels uh jack black movie but you can ignore that forget that just look at all the other cool stuff (laughs) right yeah plenty of other good things since then of all things um Anyway. Uh, a bunch of people that I think Scott's going to love in this show, uh, a bunch of old English actors. Oh, I love it. Like they, they come and go all over the place. Her, yeah. her aunt, the main character's aunt, uh, is played by, uh, an older actor named Stephanie Cole. Mm. And she is just phenomenal. Yeah. Like you would just, like every time she's on the screen, she is like 90 years old. I, I, I don't know what, how it's just, it's just a miracle. Everything oh, yeah. she says and does. Yeah. Amelia Bullmore is another one. I love, I love old people. They're the best. <laughs> They're great. Uh, especially old British people. They're just cooler than us. They got it going on. These people that are old anyway. Oh yeah. She was in this. My wife loved doc Martin. She's all over that yep. show. Yeah, yep. I remember that. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I just like yeah. I think I thought about Scott a couple of times when there's because there's like plenty of scenes where the more middle aged or younger adults end up in conflict with the ancient people yeah. <laughs> and they have to you know they have to go to someone's estate and sit down in their sitting room and yeah. talk to them yeah and then and you get this old actor playing someone who's had money all their life and comfort and just will not put up with what is happening right now yeah. and <laughs> those are just awesome scenes she's she's been in um She's been in TV and movies since the, a year before I was born. That's crazy. Uh, well, well done. These are all, of course, uh, available streaming on these various services. And how will you keep track of all of it? Well, Randy posts it up everywhere, including Twitter and over there on our uh, Tadpole Facebook group, as well as the Discord and just about everywhere else. So follow him, Randy Deluxe, on all those things. And uh, he will, of course, yeah. put it there. It's also up on uh, quicktms.lee. Quicktms.lee. Already yeah. up. Yeah. And uh, go to HBO Max and watch The Italian Job. The oh, yeah. From oh, yeah. 2003. Yeah. Italian Film sack this weekend. I've downloaded it uh, so I can watch it on the plane. Oh, oh right. Oh, I better check. Mm. That's uh, right. We <laughs> should make a quick note. We're doing Film sack on Monday instead of the weekend because Brian will be coming back from his trip. But we're going to do it on Memorial Day. Uh, when there's no TMS, we'll be recording that. Not live. Don't get too excited. Don't worry. But but between now and then, Scott, mm. uh, you and I are going to do a little bonus. Mm, yeah, we are. So uh, good news. Uh, Patreon is now happening over there at FilmSack. FilmSack got its own Patreon, and already things are kicking over there. So if you want to check that out, FilmSack, or sorry, Patreon.com slash FilmSack is the place to go. Go find out what benefits are there. There's some stuff we haven't even like announced yet. I got a cool thing that all the top uh, supporters are going to all have an, a chance to win. I haven't talked mm-hmm. about that yet. So next episode Ooh. of that show will be uh, very informative. And, and uh, some Brian's Ooh, working on right here. A little here. hinty Ooh. hint. <laughs> hinty McHinty pants over there. Mm. Anyway, very exciting stuff happening. Check out filmsack.com for details. Uh, Randy, it's always a pleasure. It is. Love yeah. you guys. You have anything else you want to say? <laughs> oh, uh, one more thing. Okay, I yeah. Was... Okay, bye. Uh, oh, oh, darn. Oh, well, we lost I'm sure we it was real. lost his speed. Yeah, uh, that's weird. Hey, it's Sam Jane, check your internet. What's going on there? You guys yeah, having a... It always seems to cut out the same place every week. It's weird. <laughs> Can't explain that. All right. Let's get out of here. Uh, quick note that uh, the show will be... Well, no, we have shows tomorrow, normal. Uh, then Brian is leaving, so we will not have a normal PM. I'm going to come up with some kind of stream or something that day. Mimi Carter well, we are doing a play date. Uh, on Monday, on Memorial Monday, Day after yep. Film Sack. So. Yep, so we're going to do Film Sack, and then right after Film Sack, we'll do a play date. Hopefully, Brian and Randy will join us. They don't have to, but if they want, they can. Um, we don't know what we're playing yet, but yes, all of Among that. Us. I think we were talking, we were saying that, it, you know, we've had enough demand for Among Us, so. Yeah, so we'll do Among Us. I think Among Us would yeah. be perfect for, for mm-hmm. that day. Uh, so Friday, I'll plan, Carter and I are going to stream something. We got all the free comic book day prints. We may do like a stream sign well, while we sign we'll just chat with the chat room or something i don't know something like that i haven't talked to him but we'll we'll, we'll work it out uh anyway so all that's coming up watch for that in the meantime this show is brought to you by you at patreon.com slash tms you want to have a commercial free wonderful experience every day with plus bonus content plus other things that too many to list well it's not too many to list we listed it on our patreon go read it patreon.com slash tms for everything else it's frogpants.com slash tms and now we're out of yes. here. Brian, play a song. What do you got? Okay, I've got this, Scott. 
this one goes out to Logan Swanger, who uh, goes by the name Coaster Rage in Discord and chat when he can make it. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, hey, Scotch and Bourbon, with all the debate recently around Star Wars Day, I wanted to cast my vote for the 25th, the anniversary of the original release. I may be biased because May 25th also happens to be my birthday. I remember finding a metal cover of the Imperial March growing up that claimed to be from Metallica. I can't seem to find that song anymore and wonder if the cover master can work his magic to find it. If not, I'd love to hear electronic cover of the Mandalorian theme or any other Star Wars cover. Love the show, though. Logan. Oh, this is very nice. That one right there. Yes, there exactly. Yep. Uh, so, uh, well, let's let's focus on your your main request there, Logan. The um, yeah, obviously that that thing came out, and it was back when any parody on Napster was Weird Al Yankovic. And any heavy metal song was uh, Metallica. That's how it worked on Napster. People credited stuff to who it sounded like as opposed to who the actual artist was. That one, a little trickier to find, but I have another version that I think you're going to like as much. And maybe you haven't heard this one before, but it's very Metallica in their um, in their symphonic, uh, like that uh, tour they did with the uh, the symphony kind of style. Uh, this is excellent. This is the Imperial March by a band called Epica, uh, E-P-I-C-A, from the classical conspiracy from 2009, the Imperial March. Ooh, very nice. All right, that'll do it. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Turd Monkey. Oh.